50 years ago today, when one of Seattle's most enduring literary characters, who also became the Sonic's original big head mascot, was born. It has been, yes, 50 years, hard to believe I know, since the book <laughs> Weedle on the Needle was published. And so our historian, Felix Spinell, caught up with the author for a look back at the Weedle's origins. Now, are you familiar with the Weedle on the Needle? Uh, yes. Did, I, you, did you read the book to your kids? I never read the book to my kids. Okay. Sully? Weedles? Weedle on the I'm needle? familiar with it. Yeah, we okay. actually, I think I got it down in Portland. Was it read to you as a child? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, for anyone who's not familiar with Weedle on the Needle, we'll explain in a moment. But today marks a half century since he made his debut in the pages of a locally written, locally published, even locally printed book. When's that last time that happened? Um, talked to the author and publisher, former Seattleite Stephen Cosgrove, yesterday. He said he had the idea came to him in late 1973. He was doing some creative work with an ad agency, and the client was the Space Needle. At the end of a meeting with the Space Needle people, Cosgrove told everyone out of the blue he'd just written a book about the Space Needle. The woman running the meeting asked what the book was called. Cosgrove told me he made up the title on the spot, the Seuss-like Weedle on the Needle, because it rhymes. And he had to make up the title because he hadn't actually written a book. <laughs> so then the woman asked what Weedle on the Needle was about, so he had to make up that, too. I said, oh, it's about a uh, Sasquatch-like creature that lives on top of the Space Needle. And this was on a Friday, and she said... Well, I'd love to see it. Can you bring it in? I said, sure. She said, can you bring it in on Monday? And I went, oh, sure. <laughs> so I went home that night, and I wrote the story Weedle on the Needle, just about exactly as it is now. He also got help that Sunday with an illustration of the Weedle from an artist named Robin James. She's the daughter of Bob James, the guy who designed the Bon Marche star. All this stuff's connected, Dave. Wow. Anyway, the Space Needle folks loved the story and the illustration so much they placed a huge order. So Stephen Cosgrove very quickly had to become a publisher. And the story is sort of a local mythology. It's a children's fairy tale to explain why there's a red light blinking on top of the Space Needle. So the Weedle, the Weedle is big and orange and fluffy. He's a creature who's lived here for thousands of years undisturbed. The rise of the modern city makes him mad, and the sound of all the happy people whistling hurts his ears. So he grabs a bunch of clouds and climbs to the top of the Space Needle to make it rain so people will be sad and will stop whistling. Oh. Now, we don't have time to tell the whole story here, but this is Stephen Cosgrove describing the happy ending. And finally the mayor comes to him and says, what can we do? And he explains, and so they build him a great big pair of earmuffs to block the sound. And he goes back to sleep on top of the Space Needle, and as he sleeps every night, his red nose blinks. You know, it's an origin story. It's wonderful. Oh, it, 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 and it really stuck. Now, Weedle on the Needle, a bunch of other local titles published by the company Cosgrove created, Serendipity, was a colossal success. Paperback books were cheap, you know, $1.99 a piece, available everywhere. He thinks the Weedle sold something like 2.5 million copies. Wow. Now, the character became ubiquitous. They made a costume. Actually, Bob James' wife, Irene, made a costume, and they started wearing it at Sounders games at the old Memorial Stadium. Then around 1976, Stephen Cosgrove went to the offices of the Sonics and asked Coach Bill Russell if the Weedle could become the team mascot. Russell was skeptical but open-minded. You come once. If they like you, we'll do it. If, you, if they don't, I don't want you back here again. I said, that's okay, because if, if you don't want us, I'll just buy a ticket and I'll just sit up in the audience with the costume. And he... <laughs> roared he thought that was funny so we did the one game and people went nuts and so the weedle became the mascot for the sonics and that was just in time for those two amazing championship seasons where they the championship season in 79 but the weedle was there throughout the late 70s into the 80s at some point the uh, when new ownership kind of did away with the weedle sonic connection but it's the 50th anniversary this year stephen cosgrove will be in seattle in april to launch a new weedle sequel He'll be at the Seattle Center in August for a big event as well. And the book is still in print. And if you haven't read it, it's really cool. Or if you read it as a child and want to share it with your kids or grandkids, it's a great little local story that still has some nice sticking power. And he literally wheedled his way into that mascot He's, job, didn't I, he? I just love that that urge to just sort of make up mm. a fib like that then have to follow through with it over the weekend. Sounds like, you know, sounds familiar to me a little bit, Dave. Felix Bunnell.